0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rambling Souls podcast. This is episode number 12. It is uh, July 21st, 2021. And uh, so we're doing things a little differently today. We got a skeleton crew here. as oh, it's always. 7-21-21? Yeah. <laughs> yep. My name is Aaron Montana Teague, and I'm joined by uh, my other men two Dennis. And uh, who the fuck are you? I don't know, man. Who am I?
1: Who is anybody, man? What is... Identity. What All is right. it? So, so we're <laughs> joined by awesome J- just, Justin then.
0: Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're we're uh, originally we weren't going to record an episode today, but uh, we're we're doing a skeleton crew right now. The other guys have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we have an update from Dex a little bit later on this episode. But yeah, we decided since uh, things got crazy, plans got uh, got a little derailed. So uh, we were like, hey, fuck it, let's just do another episode.
1: Yeah, you know, it was like we were going to, uh, we've got some cool stuff coming out that we were going to be working on today in the uh, visual media realm. Dude, fuck it. Let's just tell them.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, we, we can say it. Like, yeah, we
1: got a really cool music video coming out for Live and Loud. Uh, it's going to be, I mean, what you would expect from a music video for a song called Live and Loud, I feel like.
0: <laughs> I think that actually fits the cards yeah, quite well.
1: It's yeah. going to be a lot of cool, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, so uh, as, as we mentioned last time, we're going to be a little bit more structured. But in the interim, when things come up, and uh, like today, when we had something else that we were supposed to be working on, um, and we aren't able to, well, fuck it, we're just going to give you another episode. So uh, there you go, folks. <laughs>
1: right, Where's so, the clapping?
0: Where's oh, yeah, oh, wait, I need come to... one uh It's right here. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm doing like triple duty right now. Okay, here it is. Uh, yeah. There we go.
1: <laughs> Aaron's already drink drinking six Topachigos apparently. Yeah, but uh, so.
0: okay, so we're obviously without Becker. You know, he's yeah. the guy that that helps us out on everything. He's he's our producer. He keeps us on track. He's uh, looking up all the facts. He's uh, just basically making sure he manages the show. So he's not with us tonight either. Clearly from the introduction. So uh, yeah, I'm sitting here trying to wear all these hats. So if I'm a little slow on it. I'm just gonna blame it on the. On the it toe looks post. funny, man. You should really
1: just wear one hat at a time, like otherwise it's you, just it's, got you know them what. Onto, you
2: Aside know. from that, though, quick side note, man, it, it's it's lonely in here without everybody. It, it is. is. Dude. It seems
1: quiet. Ugh. It's creepy. Like you yeah. know, instead of six guys in a shed, it's just
0: three. It's weird. See, it normally like we're talking over each other, and we're just all like. Just it's it's just like a giant bro down, but then like now it's just like, and not that I don't appreciate being here with you guys. No, of course not. But I mean, yeah, it's like a huge like, like a, a, a Italian dinner or something. You know what <laughs> I mean?
2: Where hey, how's it going? You got like twenty conversations going yeah. on with only four people. Yeah, and now it's you just know?
0: the
1: end of the night where it just like you know, last it's call. The, the last couple close cousins are
0: hanging out. Well, I guess that's why I'm drinking extra today. There <laughs> you go. All right, so you guys want to get to the fun segment or what? Yeah. Let's do it. This All seems right. interesting, whatever so, this shit is I have next to dude, me. Dude, I make no guarantees. I've never done this one before. I've had some variations of it. So basically what it is, it's a drop shot. Uh, we're doing it's half I really cider. like
1: drop shots. Like, I feel like every time Aaron comes up with a drink, nine out of ten, it's going to be a drop shot. Well, I
0: mean, that's... I don't know. I think it's fun. It, it, it's, it's a way to force you guys to chug and, and not just sip on your, your, your drink like it's a... It adds a fun activity to it. <laughs> it's a l- little bit of a more of a sense of urgency, you know? You
1: were the kid that jumped in every puddle, weren't you? Like, Absolutely you was, dude. True.
0: Dude, growing up, like my old house, we used to have like this... It, it was like where all the runoff was from the, the streets past us and then up our street. And it, it was always like fucking like crazy, like giant puddles. And I had this uh, this neighbor, the neighbor kid David. We used to hang out over at his house because he lived on the corner. And anytime it rained, we'd just like sit there and just like jump around. That was our thing. We just, just jumping and puddles. literally just splashed over and over and over. They and threw over, on so house never got pain old. jump and they just jumped yeah. around. Jump around. <laughs> jump around. <laughs> See, I was thinking more more like uh, Van Halen. Van Halen. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Well, well that might work. as well jump. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So uh, this shot it is comprised of the part that we're dropping it into. It's a uh, half cider. And half uh, seltzer. seltzer. We are using. That's cider health seltzer. Yeah, we're using the uh, tropical mango topo. So I don't, I'm not quite sure how these flavors are going to yeah, go together. Yeah, you got tropical
1: mango topo, and then we got the apple
0: from the Angu Orchard. Mm-hmm. And, and then we're, we're dropping deep eddy lemon in it. Yeah. So. Jeez. This, uh, Good luck, gentlemen. This is different. This <laughs> sounds is really like a mistake. Uh, well, it could possibly We'll find out. We'll find out soon.
2: I guess so. so. Well, Cheers,
0: everybody. Let's go. And uh, if you're at home, oh, grab God. your drink now. Whoa. Whew. Not as good as I expected. Oh. But it wasn't terrible. <laughs> Tangy. Yep. That, that was uh Or tart. That'll put some hairs on the vat. I think it was both. Uh, yeah. That was a... Uh, that was weird. Yeah, cool. So, uh... So was we're drinking
2: spo- <laughs> spoiled it's yeah, like well, if anyways. you put
1: like if you like took a zima and instead of putting jolly rancher in it if you put like a warhead in it
0: <clears> that's actually not far off or dude. like a lemon no the lemon head if you uh, put one of those yeah, in, yeah 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 let me put like sweet or not not uh sour <clears throat> i think the warhead like the lemon warhead yeah lemon, that, that's about that. where that was that was a tang lemon warhead there you go yeah that'll work All right, well, it's whiskey from here on out for me. (laughs) And yes, I know what Zima is. Well, I'm just
2: glad that we got that part of of the segment of the show out of the way because I was not dreading that, but just didn't know what to expect. (laughs) So it's kind of like one of those things where- It was
1: very (laughs) ominous. Yeah, so it's just like,
2: let's get that done with and up and out of the way. But uh, right quick, uh, which we'll of course mention later on the show too as well, is a quick shout out to the guys, uh, the sponsors that helped us, you know, make this possible for us to be able to do this type of thing and- uh, show love you know, in every which way direction From playing shows and uh, advertising some cool stuff And even in the studio Shout out to the guys at the Switch Lock The solution to locking your pickup switch Without changing the look, feel, function or tone of your guitar You can check them out at the Switch Lock uh, On Instagram or Facebook Or just visit them at the theswitchlock.com Quick shout out to Element Tattoo Here located in San Antonio, Texas 4741 Fredericksburg Road Go hit up the guys, Jedi there Get some awesome ink done and tell them the Ramblin' Soul sent you. And uh, shout out to Fury Golf. Golf with rock and roll, soul, performance polos, fresh hats, and
0: badass tees. So I'm actually going to be ordering some Fury Golf stuff here pretty soon. We talked about that. That's all awesome. Yeah, no,
1: well, Yeah, dude, hey, we got to talk to them, man. I want to order some shit. I want to deck us out for the Bachelor game in March. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I want yeah, us yeah. all to go out there and just fucking rep it hard. So in the
2: last episode, we talked about how everybody in the band's getting married. And uh, Austin brought up a cool idea and was like, "Well, you know what? For all the grooms, man, just get out there and you know spend some time out on the golf course and yeah. just hang out and you know do something a little bit different than just hanging out, and playing music, and uh, hitting up bars. So, I mean, that's gonna be really, really cool. So, I'll definitely uh, reach out to uh, Ted there at Fury Golf and see what
0: we can do and make something happen. Yeah, yeah, man. So we need to. What we need to do though is we need to get a rambling souls." logo yeah, oh dude like that a would, collab. Be yep. that yeah. would be sick yeah I'd do
1: polos with like both of our logos oh, oh that would be sick
2: get the rambling souls and fury golf like even on a golf ball or something dude, That'd be yeah so that,
0: awesome. oh but golf like,
1: balls that would be dope <laughs> if we could get them yeah we should do a collab on golf balls for sure nice. and give them all right
0: ted if
2: you're listening yeah ted so what we're gonna do is basically just take over your whole company and, yeah uh, dude,
1: like look here's the thing uh you're fucking up this is how you need to run your company sir. <laughs> <laughs> no it's a great company man I, I like ever since you showed it to me when you first explained it i was like oh it's you like as a company that's awesome like, right you were the perfect person for them to contact so it's it's awesome hell
0: yeah so thanks a lot guys cool so um we were gonna do a different segment but gabe happened to pick up a new piece of equipment today yeah man so uh actually i picked it up yesterday but today, but okay. <laughs>
2: what well, was after midnight? Probably. I don't remember. I lose track of time and I don't know what time is. But uh, yeah, man, just like what Aaron said um, here just recently, I know uh, Hav has been checking out some new gear and trying out some new stuff over the whole quarantine phase. And uh, he came across some really cool stuff through Schecter, uh and guitar research products. And um, I had kind of been doing a little bit of research myself, too, to kind of just see what I can do to kind of change up uh, the whole you know turn of things as far as gibson guitars and fender guitars which trust me i love and i'll always incorporate from recording to of course playing live and will never get rid of what i own at the moment but um I did yeah pick it's up- like but it's like you
1: know you wanted you love your marshall or a vox but you wanted to try out a bad cat something that's not as right and for that purpose, top names you know
2: for that purpose you know sometimes you can come o- come across and stumble you know into something that can not only one sound good and feel good but inspire you to want to create and just take things to just a whole nother level um so on that on that note i picked up a c1 platinum frs in crimson red burst satin it's a beautiful schecter six-string guitar it's got a floyd rose which i'm pretty familiar with that i've yet to incorporate in any of the rambling souls work which now again like i said it's given me that that motive to inspire to kind of create some new sounds and try to change some things up if you will hey let let me just say dude i'm not fucking setting
0: up that guitar for you i hate (laughs) setting up (laughs) floyds floyds are uh, are tough
2: um but from the the minimalist approach on setting those up for that matter i've was able to kind of get it up and or running which there was really nothing wrong with it and i would assume that even maybe out of the box these things are ready and good to go um but yeah it's a beautiful guitar um nonetheless it's a mahogany body uh it's got some grover tuners on there um it's got the uh, 81 active in the bridge pickup from EMG, which I'm not too fond of EMG for that matter. You know, I'm kind of more of like a classic kind of PAF, less, you know, bright and attack of, of a pickup, so to speak. Um, but playing it sounds great. Dude, sounds for, great to like my rig. Dude, chugging
0: along though, I mean, I, I, the 85 and 81 got on my radar, of course, from Zach Wild. Zach Wild, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, if you guys listen to our, our playlist, I picked Perry Mason a few weeks back. I mean, that's like the sound of like the the EMG 85 and 81, that super oh, thick, just yeah. like chun, 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 chun. yeah Like you feel it in your chest, even if you're listening on some like cheapo earbuds or something, you know? Oh, like, yeah. You can definitely you get it, that percussiveness from it. It's very controlled and just it's almost like as if there's compression in it already. But, it, you know, that's the pickup.
2: That's the pickup doing the work. Yeah, man. And it's great, you know, and, and it's very versatile, too, for that matter um just depending of course on how you you know you choose to sing with it you know you just dial it back and it cleans up fairly well which i really really like um and then it's got the sustainiac in the neck so with that is just this, like actual system sustainiac man yeah That's it's a got such a this cool name cool system <laughs> with an on and off switch to where when active you can actually sustain a note that you hit forever and ever and ever you better hope that's the right note. <laughs> it, yeah, I about to say, yeah, unless you're just trying it's to... It's like, like when you fuck up with delay on, like, and it's just uh, like... Uh, God damn
3: it. And you're, <laughs> you're bending for the skies to try to hit
2: something in the right realm. Um, but yeah, with that, it's really, really cool. And it's got three toggles on there to where you can just have it for, like, infinite sustain. And then it's got another one to where whatever note you actually hit, it's the, automa- the automatic, like, artificial harmonic that that note would create if, in fact, you were to hit, like, a pinch harmonic... So it's really really cool man. It's got a lot of different, you know, variations and and things that you can do with that. If and if you want to look up something of someone's work that you're probably familiar with that you may have heard, uh check out like Phil Collins from Def Leppard. You know, he's got sustainia uh pickups in all his Jackson guitars and it's a really, really cool system that I, what,
0: what's, what's something that, that people can check out from, from that to actually hear it? Like, is there, you have a certain track in mind or anything like that?
2: Um, you know what, it, it, like I said, listen to some like, you know, Def Leppard stuff, you know, all the ambience that you hear, like, mm. you know, that they cover like in recording and, and overdubs and stuff like that. Uh, you, you can just check out really any Phil Collins, like, you know, guitar shred videos or anything like that or his gear reviews like, you know, through Guitar World or uh, um, all the different videos he does got like circling the web. And he goes in and he talks about his gear and how he uses it and to what effect. So that's really, really cool. And um, that was my first time actually messing around on one. And, dude, I love it. I love it, you know. And it's really cool that Schechter uh, has like these cool like Sun Valley um, different model guitars in a tele and a strat that aren't so much on the metal side like this actual platinum series one that i got uh so that kind of is like a little more suitable like for my taste you know Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not too metal and hardcore you know for me and uh, it's something that i definitely want to kind of you know give a run and kind of put in the rotation and see what sticks and if in fact it does you know we'll be hitting up the guys there and say hey man you know we got two of the three guys uh Slinging Schecter guitars over their shoulders, man. Maybe we can work something out. But it's a beautiful guitar, nonetheless. Dude, I
0: can't wait to hear you play back around on that thing because, like, with, with those pickups in there, oh like yeah. When you do the stops, like, do 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 do, like oh the, yeah. The, just like the the percussive nature of those pickups, I think that's going to work really well with those.
2: Yeah, man. And it's got you know authentic Floyd Rose on there. Um, what,
0: what, what was the other thing that was on there though? You said you can go. For, it's towards like a Floyd Rose or like a stock tailpiece. Like. Yeah.
2: So what it's got, it's got the Trummel No feature on it so like locks in place exactly so you can actually instead of like the old school hack where you'd get like a nine volt battery and just gaff tape the shit out of it, use a deck of cards or something (laughs) like a deck of cards and just wedge between the actual tremolo block and the back of the body to Mm -hmm. where obviously there's no type of movement so once you have it set to where it is in which you need you can go on forever and of course you couldn't use the whammy bar itself but you can bend you know for the hills man and you will never have any kind of like discrepancy whatsoever about going out of tune and, yeah and that little stop piece that's I mean, technically that's
1: what the tuning locks on those kind of guitars are supposed to be for <laughs> right but
2: that's also and in fact <clears throat> but when you're going dive bombs and doing right crazy so stuff, the tension strings yeah. that are on the back of the claw of the tremolo system is pulling one way and then the strings up on the top of the bridge are yeah. pulling another then you can lock it into place and it should be somewhat where You need to if your guitar is set up properly on a Floyd Rose, which Aaron was talking, dropping shade on because it's only effective if set up properly. Yeah. And um, that little system has this little locking mechanism on the claw on the backside where the actual tension springs are to where you can lock it into place or not. And literally with just like a press of that, you can actually instill, you know, instate it or not. So it's a really cool system. Um, so you can like keep it
1: locked for most of your set and then just unlock it for when you need it exactly like exactly. just on the fly so that way you're not losing tune like all like crazy right throughout most of your set and then whenever it comes for that one part of the one song that you want to dive bomb where you actually bomb have to do that then you can just flip it off you and can you just get do that exactly that's pretty sick honestly. And,
2: and it's a cool little system that's it's like you know just an aftermarket accessory that you can put on mm-hmm. any Floyd Rose for that matter um, float and trim and uh, it's really really cool man and usually like I I think I might have even talked about it in pr- in prior episodes, but all my guitars, you know, I, I do something different to them. Mm-hmm. Nothing I have, you can actually like get stock off a shelf or off the wall, but you can buy the stuff and their components to comprise it, to set it up the way I play it. So just like the guys from Switch Lock that send out the actual little component that I put on my actual channel selector. I'm always quick to like jump the, the gun and want to swap out pickups and do different things that There change was a it while up.
1: there where I feel like every guitar you bought, you immediately put a hot rails in the bridge. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that's my that's my go to. And then and then Aaron did it with the with the lap steel too.
0: Oh, see, that was on his recommendation though. Yeah, yeah. dude. And I was like he was <laughs> you know, and Aaron was like, you know, I want something great, that's got yeah. some bite
2: and then something that really kinda comes out and steps up above the mix and really cuts well and I'm like Hot rails, brother. Let's do it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, overall, great guitar. Definite great feel. It's got this wonderful, um, you know, balance from the neck to the the body to where it's got this great ratio where it just, you know, lines up nice and flush when, you know, standing and and playing with it over your shoulder. Um, It's got great sustain. And, uh, overall, just a great guitar, man.
0: Fuck yeah, man. So where uh, do you rate it yet? Like, so far, like how how we have it, like, I know you haven't been able to play it with us and you know, just wanking at home. Like, what, what are you thinking?
2: So first off, I threw it on my rig. I, that's the only way I can t- test anything, you know, and, and that's just another thing. I don't really kind of jump the gun on guitars that, in fact, are like out and about, like at a guitar center or Sam Ash or, you know, a Robot Monster here in San Antonio. I don't really fall in love with a guitar right then and there first thing until I get a chance to actually test it on my own rig. Um, that for me is like the deal breaker, you know, if it's a, it's a go or not. But, um, I did that immediately when I got the chance and, oh dude, it sounded so fucking good. And I don't know if that's just me kind of just like geeking out over like a new piece of gear and new guitar. But, um, honestly, out of a five star rating, I'd give it a definite four, four and a half. And I think it can actually, you know, meet the expectation of a five when in fact put in the mix, you know, with the band
1: yeah for sure oh yeah
2: so i can't wait to that and you know like i said man just you know see what can come of it and maybe what we can do as far as creating some some new sounds for the rambling souls all
1: right
0: that's well, awesome man great applause for shucky
1: no was really interesting when you're showing me all the different things it
0: does like with that with yep. that top hiccup it's crazy what they can do now man it's like you have yeah. you have a pedal board almost like built into the guitar that's and, and
2: the funny thing about it is is um i was just talking you know like i mentioned about all the guitars that I ever get and I can go out and buy like really expensive guitar for that matter, but I'm going to change something on it. And this, I kind of feel like, well, it does everything that, you know, I would want it to do. And then some, there's really nothing
0: that I can do as far as just change the strings, you know? Yeah. I, that, that's kind of a comfort zone. I think, I, I think it's cool when you find an instrument like that where it's like, you don't need to do anything. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. I mean, largely that's why I'm a Gibson guy. But I mean, when you find all these other ones that, typically you wouldn't mess with and you're like, no, no, yeah. I think I'll leave it. It's a great I'll guitar, leave it man. as
1: is. Hell yeah. My student just picked up a beautiful little Epiphone, Les Paul.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, his
1: dad got on one. Because uh, um, he had ordered a, he discovered the Harley Benton guitars and really got into them. Because yeah. he was like, man, these are like solid guitars for a lower price, but more affordable price point. Um, and so he was, he tried to order one and... It, like, went on back order, and oh, they yeah. just couldn't get it, so they ended up canceling it, and his Dad was like, all right, you know, let's let's go see what they got at Guitar Center or whatever. And um, they ended up finding a good deal on an epiphotes uh, Les Paul Standard. Beautiful cherry sunburst nice. with the binding around it. And I was like, man, that's that's a nice little wax for, you know, he's this is still his first year, and just and probably entering... A year? Geez, well, when, I can't even remember when I started teaching him, but man, he's coming along really good. It's it's cool to cool to watch his progression. Shout out, Dylan, man. You're doing great. So He listened to this episode. I know he, he listens to a lot of them. He really likes to hear you guys talk about all the music and stuff, man. He dove into the rock world, like, big time and just wait, started so, wait, researching he's not getting everything. bored with us ranting on all kinds <laughs> of, like, music Dude, stuff? Dude, uh, whenever <laughs> I was all talking about, like, man, yeah, we, we've gone off the rails, like, we talked for, like, two hours about... Just random songs He's like No that's what I love man like, That's awesome um, man that's You awesome. know Cause he's at that age He's he's like a, He just finished his freshman year So he's He's really um, Discovering all that I mean I know That's how I was At that age I was you sponge Online man. all the time Just looking up Trying to find new music Like researching about the bands Watching YouTube For hours and hours a day Like it's crazy To have those tools And I encourage him To do You know To utilize them all the time You know Hell yeah Um I was just say I'm just kind of your coach, you know. I come in, I'll give you a few pointers, but with the internet nowadays, he can learn so much from that. It's crazy. Yeah, dude.
0: I remember growing up, I mean, I was having to, like, get guitar magazines and stuff like that where... If I wanted to learn a song, like, m- one of my favorite things about going to the grocery store was, like, I'd go look at the guitar magazine and see, like, all right, what what five songs are on there now? Yeah. Like, what's transcribed by Andy
1: Allador. Yeah. You well, know? Yeah, I was, like, right at the brink of where, like, Ultimate Guitar was becoming a thing. So, like, you could mostly find stuff for it, but it wasn't always very good or reliable. Yeah, it was. Like, it was right at the There's beginning of it. There's a lot of, of u- user-submitted you know? stuff. So, yeah, I definitely, like, had, like, I had the Black Album, like, like the book. Music, but it was a tab. Yeah, it was a tab book yeah. for the entire uh, Metallica Black album. Nice. Um, and then, like, my buddy has, uh, he had the, it's called the Beatles White Pages. And it's just the entire Beatles collection. Catalog. It's freaking, oh, like, my. it literally looks like a phone the, book. Yeah. It's nuts because nice. it's got every single Beatles song in there. And then uh, another friend of mine had another, like, guitar White Pages or whatever. It was, like, a whole series. But it was. My first one
2: had, was a self-title from Rage Against the Machine. And mm-hmm. I bought that with my own money. It was like 16 bucks at Sam Goody that I think I might have made a reference to on an episode prior. But, uh, yeah, that was there at Crossroads Mall. And uh, I had some cash, man. And I was like, you know, I walked in there all badass. And I probably, like, second-guessed myself on I'll how take much. this. I, I <laughs> probably, like, second-guessed myself to make sure that I had enough money. I don't know. I was like 12, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of that was in part change in my pocket. But, Needless was to it say, going counting <laughs>
0: uh
2: yeah, some Georgia satellites, I man. Telephone, baby, and uh, needless <laughs> to say, I walked out with that book, and I still have it. Hell yeah, I still got it, and I actually have to bring that in there, man. My buddy got have.
1: the like. I mean, there was still there was a little bit of overlap in those, but but that was the thing. Like I said, like you know, you knew that the book would be reliable, right? So like uh, you know, and nowadays, like you can find. R- amazing tabs youtube videos that are just
2: tutorials and
1: fucking spot on exactly how the artist played it and they'll be like this is how he played it on the album but this is how he would play it live and like
0: you know what i love the most about videos like that is where they're like okay well this guy kind of fucked up when he was recording it but then (laughs) now like this is what he meant to do and like i love seeing stuff like that. yeah everybody
1: like they just get so accurate now but you know like i said it was still a little spotty but i remember uh, my buddy one of my friends he was so excited cuz his parents got is Chris uh he used to play guitar when we were younger now he's a nerdy band director he plays baritone but <laughs> he uh, he was so excited cuz his parents got him the All Hope Is Gone book for Slipknot, oh, Slipknot. and he oh, looked man. into it and he was like
2: what the hell do I do with this
0: like were what they, the fuck they do like drop c right yeah, <laughs> is it, well, drop c no, or like
1: drop d at high uh no drop d is like nothing for them drop c is like if they're doing a slow song. They they usually it's like, like a drop or something. Yeah. They did drop a oh, a lot. God. Mostly drop that's B and drop crazy, a, easy a, um,
3: that's just whoosh. like,
1: they were mostly drop a, yeah. I had my guitar. I had a guitar set up. That's what, <laughs> that's why whenever I, uh, I ended up trading that, um, Kirk Hammett, I had to tell the guy like, you're going to have to like adjust, adjust it, this. take yeah. a spring off or something like that. Cause, uh, I had it set up for, to put like really thick strings on it in order to allow me to tune down um so it was crazy because it had the floyd rose on there yeah. so like you know you put 12s on there the cage like, 202 it just pulls it like yeah. crazy um but it sounded great man when i would do that like oh i loved it it was so it was so much fun playing that stuff on that guitar i i'd set up my strap for a little while like that too i'd put like thick strings and turn it down tune it down to drop a <laughs> <laughs> dude I wonder, I
0: wonder what my uh in my like, slip, my, not mask. my My classic, the nice. the sunburst one, I wonder what that, what that would sound like if I did like drop A. Dude, on Is that thing set up for like oh. shredding? I put. Uh, so it's like super low action, and I play with the 12 to 56. Actually, I go down so to. I it would just be like noisy, like gent kind of like. Oh, yeah. So I go down to
1: drop A sharp yeah, on my Gretsch, on my hollow body, <laughs> because I tune it down to standard C for uh no one knows okay by uh, so, oh uh, yeah yeah queens of stone age queens of stone age, yeah 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 so that's standard c and then we do with that band we also do diary of jane uh, breaking benjamin and that's just the drop tune of whatever that is so is it or maybe it's a flat whatever it is I can't think right now. I'm really tired. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I tuned that one down. And, you know, I've got decent strings on a that one. B sharp or B
0: flat? No. I use the yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: It's, I think it's hey, B at flat. least I caught that one.
0: <laughs> at least it's not B sharp. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, dude. No, I saw uh, on one of the chord charts for this. I can't remember what song it was, but it had uh, C flat. What? Yeah. Because technically, like, if you were writing a score, like, that's how you would write it because there would be you know, your key signature and it would be an accidental. So technically it would be like written out like that. But on a chord chart, it's like, why would you write C flat? Like, it's pointless. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess it, it can uh, be done. So dudes, yeah, I, I wanted to, crazy.
0: I wanted to ask y'all, have you heard that new Foo Fighters thing? They're doing the, the BG stuff. It's called the DG's. No. I saw the
2: video to to, to uh, what staying alive oh, was it staying alive? I they, they, they
0: just put out staying alive. They did tragedy earlier. Like oh my god, oh. yeah, dude, it is so good. I, I I was blown away when I saw this because so Dave Grohl is like like check it out, fucking banking on this whole rock revival, dude. This is the Foo Fighters as a disco band. Like I don't know if if you're familiar with like this song as it is. Like for, first off, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later on. There's a uh, there's this a uh, podcast I listen to. It's a it's a part of it's a segment of a a, a morning show uh, every Monday in, in LA, and the guy breaks down all the stems of, of like famous songs and well he actually did tragedy, but check this out. Yeah, this is the Foo Fighters, and they have videos. The-
2: Dgs. They have videos of like
0: the production of them performing is that Dave this. Girl yeah,
2: <laughs> or is that like with the bass
1: player or something? I mean, <laughs> the
0: videos that I'd seen him like you know. Making you know, promoting it like yeah, he's singing.
1: He's singing. Uh, I mean, to be fair, people are thrown off when I pull out Kiss.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Kiss by Prince, not like Wanna Rock. Yeah, no, not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, how cool is this though? Like, did you ever see this coming? What's funny about this? That's
2: what's awesome about it. Oh, I wouldn't say funny because I respect both the Foo Fighters and this other band I'm about to mention. But there was like some pictures that they posted on social media, and the Foo Fighters looked like fucking Midland, the country band. (laughs) Did you see that?
0: Dude, I've seen a couple of fucking promos that they did. I, I, we probably saw Southern grunge, bro. Dude, foo it's, Fighters. It's, it's the
2: new look, bro. Am the I, foo, what am I? No, like the Foo Fighters are walking off like a, a jet airplane. It's a, no, what, and what, they're wearing it? like the 70s. The alternative. Like, Sansa belt pants. Oh, God. Where, rhinestones everywhere. It dude, they look exactly like, kind of like recently how Midland's taking that whole approach to like, yeah. if you've seen the video to uh, Drinking Problem, Yeah, they're mm-hmm. dressed like that. The Foo Fighters are. Oh they got goodness. like the gold chains, the the, the shirts unbuttoned. I bet, unbuttoned with
0: I bet the, Ta- Taylor fucking pulled it off like oh, a Oh, he looked, man. Taylor he looks like he belongs in. Maryland. Taylor
2: Hawkins could be the fourth member, in the drummer, which they don't have anything. It, it, it's three guitarists, right? Yeah. You well, know, with yeah. with Buddy Cameron on bass, Mark on on lead vocals in rhythm guitar, and then uh, Jess Parker Carl's uh, on on uh, on other guitar. Yeah. So if you were to throw Taylor Hawkins on the fucking kit, dude. What could that fucking do? So, <laughs> Taylor Hawkins, if you're listening to this, which we'll probably have to do something to maybe throw a tag in there, I know Dave Grohl wouldn't mind you, in fact, you know, stepping out and just kind of doing something, following some type of other endeavor, you know, as far as music. I mean, we're all well, musicians he put here. Out,
0: he put out the Coattail Riders, so that, that was really cool.
2: True. So let's just say if, in fact, you know, that were to take a little time off the plate of the Foo Fighters and the guys were just, you know, simmering and watering the horses, I think you ought to meet up with the guys from Midland and y'all could do some fucking badass country kind of rock little crossover that I think the the world would fucking take wind.
1: That's the thing now, dude. I mean, we called it Southern Grunge whenever we would all, you know, make fun. Mostly me and Aaron would end up looking like that because we'll wear like, (laughs) you know, flannels and... Torn-up black jeans, but with, like, boots. Yeah, <laughs> so, if, like, if
0: I'm not wearing my chonclos, dude, it's always boots. Yeah, it's like, boots yeah. and chonclos. Like, There's no in-between there. boots. It's uh, either
2: steel toes or open toes, brother. <laughs>
1: but, uh, that's so, yeah, we, we were calling it Southern Grunge for a while, and then I don't remember who who said it. They were like, no, it's you all alternative." And I was, died at that shit. Yeah, that
0: fucking great.
3: <laughs>
1: One of my friends, she always, you know, says she's farm emo. Because um, she'll she- wear, like... Femo? Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, that's how, I mean, that's a big essence of San Antonio and stuff. A lot of metalheads, but it's still Texas, you know, it's True. still Texas. Um, Careful so cowboy. Uh, <laughs> hey. Yeah, he
0: knew it was coming. Nah. Yeah, dude, but I, I was blown away when I heard this stuff. I mean, like, it's just ridiculous. The like, production's they're, great. They're, they're doing it justice, like, to where it's like they're not changing anything. They're just doing this. The song was great as it was. It's like, hey, let's cover that. And it's not funny or a mockery. No, not at all. It's, it's fucking totally good. like in the spirit
2: of the song. Like, it's good. Yeah. Really good.
0: I, can, I couldn't believe that stuff, man.
2: I wouldn't mind seeing a fucking live performance of the DGs. You know what I mean?
0: So, well, I have this one That'd on the iPad right now. Um, maybe I can pull it up on. No, because it's not going to come through the feed if I do it that way. So I'm going to do he, this one's uh, y- You Should Be Dancing. Yeah. If it'll come up Here we go
2: The video on this is fucking legit The backup singers, everything
0: I love like that fuzzy looking camera thing
2: Yeah I they,
0: mean this this is the Foo Fighters They captured the moment What the fuck Dude, seeing girls sing this is like oh, that, It's impressive man What what can not he do? Straight up but to me, that just shows, like, the musicianship. Well, you know, he can
1: sell a truck real well.
0: Yeah. You seen his commercials? <laughs> what? No.
1: Dude, oh, man, is it? I think it's Silverado, probably, because they were yeah, the whole, like, rock and country ones before.
2: I think rock it's that one. Rock. But it's, but like, dude, it's, it's this all this talking about song. the rock star in all of us. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> It's this new Foo Fighters song that's going to be hitting, and they're the fucking face of it, man.
0: Pretty cool. So, uh, what are we going to do yeah. for our next EP? We're going to do, like, the Rambling Souls cover, like, Gloria Gaynor. I wouldn't give too many, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, we might we might have to throw. Honestly, we might have to throw a cover out there on the next on this next. <laughs> I think because a lot of people have enjoyed. I mean, you know, we've we've kept to genre on all of our covers that we've done, but all of our like headline shows, we we've tried to throw in a cover by someone. That's yeah, it's always a nod to our influences, like that. Definitely. and so we did ramble on. You know, Led Zeppelin. We did well. We've done a couple Led Zeppelin. We did a. Uh, a whole lot of love. Yeah. that was one of the first. That was the first one we ever
0: did. Done some Queen.
1: Uh, we did. Queen. Oh yeah, that's right. We did about that one. Yeah, we Fat Bottom Girls. That was and we actually
0: did the harmonies. Do, you guys don't that that think that we're cool. like faking it or anything. Yeah. We actually full on did the harmonies.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, yeah but uh, I think the favorite one to do mine what we did was fucking uh, Motley Crue.
1: Yeah, yeah. that oh, was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, I mean you, was, you know
0: that that was our tour kickoff.
1: That was all of our. You know, we loved that song and we loved Motley Crue and the Dirt had just been released. So everybody was on a motley crew high. So we were like, let's fucking do it. Why not? Like- so
0: wait, I, I I hate to like cut it short, but this is like the perfect transition because as of two years ago, we were actually playing. Like at this time right now, it's ten thirty one. We were just finishing up at the Mint in L.A. Damn. Oh
1: really? Yeah. July twenty first. That was it. Yep. Time flies, <laughs> man. Time it was time flies. a Sunday, and that crazy. We uh, well, we told the story about the crazy lady that jumped oh, yeah. on my drum set. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's wild, man. It doesn't feel like it's been two years.
1: Oh
0: man, we which got,
2: one of it's been totally washed because of obvious reasons. But still, man, it's oh, that's gone the, by year,
0: the year that not should be, that should not be named. Yeah, it's like the Voldemort of of years. It doesn't count, dude. I'm still 25. Like, is that is that how it works? Can yeah, we all no, just no, like take a year? Can we just take no, a year off? No, I've a
1: year been off. saying that that has to be the thing. Like everybody, like that doesn't count. So we didn't age. Now the thing is, everybody has to do it. So. People who just turned twenty one, sorry, sorry, you gotta wait outside. Yeah, uh, gotta wait not, a little it's like, longer. But I went
0: through twenty twenty.
1: Sorry, dude. Be you honest. gotta take one for the team, man. All right, Bobber Walters. It's chill not out. fair. Like it's not fair for like my older sister, man. She fucking turned thirty on January. She didn't get to do anything for her 29th year, you know? Like <laughs> nice. she got
0: gypped. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I got fucked went on, on my birthday last year because that was when the whole like Texas blizzard. When the fuck does Texas get a blizzard? <laughs> Yeah, and so, like, that was when everyone was without power. I had power, though. Nice. <laughs> Mr.
1: Generator. Yep. Yeah, if, if you guys don't know Aaron, he's, like, he's I'm a one, weirdo prepper. He's straight one, up. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those weirdo preppers. He's, like, one step short of owning a fucking bunker in the desert. That's all you Brother, if we
0: stone. didn't have to deal with that limestone here in, <laughs> in central Texas, like, I would have a bunker in my backyard. Straight up. I like think that, that's all that's a lie. I think he has
2: one. He probably yeah,
1: he just does not Apparently want to say we it. haven't we haven't gotten to that close of the internet It's beneath yeah. the pool. We're not we're not invited to the bunker true, quite true, yet. True. <laughs> He's not sure if he can get that many rations in there. Oh dude,
0: we're covered. We're covered. <laughs> I got you
2: guys. I think all what's in there is a fucking, you know, it's a it's a Doctor Z amp. A, uh, Gibson, uh, a Gibson classic of some sort yeah. And like a fucking stockpile of Lone Star beer yeah. That's what, all you need What, you think I only have one guitar vault?
0: <laughs> True, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, so let's go ahead and move on I think this is the perfect time to transition Since we are talking about, uh, you know, two years ago Let's go all the way back So, uh, looks like in July 21st, 1967 The Jimi Hendrix Experience played the first of three nights At Cafe go in New York City the club featured many well known acts, including The Grateful Dead, Tim Buckley, uh, Joni Mitchell, Howlin' Wolf, Howlin Muddy Wolf, fucking, fucking Waters, muddy waters
2: dude. dude. John Lee Hooker, come on. Uh, Jefferson Aeroplane, let's
1: yeah. see that.
0: Paul Butterfield, Blues Band, Jefferson Aeroplane, and Cream. Like, okay, if you just so happen to live in New York and just be walking down the street, you go to like some deli to pick up a fucking sandwich before you go home, <laughs> and you happen to walk by this place, like, What the fuck? I hope you know what you might have missed (laughs) by not going in there. That's craziness.
2: That might even be somewhere over near like that Haight-Ashbury area (laughs) where it's just like fucking that booming central spot at Uh that time, you know? Yep.
0: All right, so on this date in 1969, the Beatles started working on the John Lennon song Come Together at Abbey Road Studios in London. The track became the opening song of the Beatles' Abbey Road album and was later released as a double A-side a-sided single with something, their twenty-first single in the UK and their twenty-sixth in the US, where it reached the top of the charts.
1: Wow! So the question: Did you guys hear the Aerosmith version before you ever heard the Beatles version,
2: or nope. did you hear? No, the Beatles it was version? Beatles for me, man. It was. See, I, yeah. I heard
1: the Aerosmith version first because my mom. I think it was because my mom was such a huge Aerosmith fan that Aerosmith was just always on. So I, I'm willing to uh. admit
0: though, like early on in my childhood, because I, I remember that song from like ever since I can remember. I might have heard Aerosmith thinking it was the Beatles, but the but first said, one that registered no. to me, like I knew who that who that right. song was, yeah. it
2: was the Beatles, and who was singing?
0: Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, that's John Lennon. You know, yeah. To to, to me, it, yeah, it was it was always the Beatles, and then like, yeah, yeah. see, I, well, and, yeah. My mom was just you know my,
1: a metalhead, and then my dad was a very like old school cat, where like the artists that I learned from my dad were like Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, yeah, stuff like that, and then my mom, it was like the late seventies or eighties hair metal and stuff like that. What and she grew like, up with. Yeah. And then like ACDC Aerosmith. So I remember like thinking that that was an Aerosmith song for so long. And then whenever I started like independently studying music, like on my own and digging into the Beatles, I came across, I was like, what the fuck? But then I also like started discovering how many covers Aerosmith did, oh, which yeah. was really interesting and recorded. And like, and a lot of like old stuff, like the Rufus Thomas one. And um man, it was, it was really cool. Like, and that's, I mean, that's kind of what's always pushed us like is they had that same kind of respect of, you know, always paying homage to uh, to their influences. And yeah, like we, we were just talking about the reason why we always try to do a cover at our live shows, too. So, yeah, that that's just a really interesting one.
0: <coughs> Hell yeah. All right. So in 1973 on this day, Jim Croce started a two week run at number one on the U.S. singles charts with Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Yeah. Now here's the sad part. Oh man, we had to do this. <laughs> well, Croce was killed in a plane crash three months later. What?
3: what? Bruh. But isn't that only fitting?
0: Yeah, I mean, dude. Okay, so I gotta say, like Croce, like I've 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 been a huge fan of his for a long time. Yeah. But I feel like his stuff, it's it's like he was kind of one of those guys. Like there's him, and then like John Denver. You know what I mean? Like. There there was a certain breed where it's like, you know, you're going to lose them in a little while. Like, you I, know, I, I I don't know if that sounds weird or disrespectful. I hope it doesn't sound disrespectful, but it's like there's certain people like that where it's just like, oh, it's so great. And like, oh, yeah, this one went out and this one. Out. Like the grunge stuff. I, I mean, I think everybody kind of knew at a certain point, like everybody that was like all hooked on like the heroin and stuff. Yeah, they're going to die early. We're and, gonna lose them at some and point. And I and yeah. I think
2: and I think, you know, going back to like like croaching and all, like it it's one of those things where, man, those dudes were all like prophets, man. Like those guys were so special. Like, you know, and you even go down the line, like, you know, with like Leonard Cohen and and, and, and these guys, these singer songwriters that were just so the, like, good at what they did. Americana guys, and like- and and a lot of that I think presents in itself in their music and their style very grunge you know what i mean and and very blue collar and straightforward to the point where even people who aren't musicians even people who aren't songwriters or play like you know like i said that everyone can relate to what it is in which they're doing and that's really really yeah awesome. i mean you know and like storytellers it, great yeah, storytellers. storytellers storytelling harry songs, chapin like all these guys were just so good at what they did
1: place people that you know write songs about just life or experiences and stuff like that i mean you you dig deep into like willie nelson's you know deep tracks or songs that he wrote for other people they're just great story songs yeah um there's a lot of people you know i mean bob dylan was great at that kind of thing and um you know and and now in today's era um, you've got people like Ed Sharon Who are great at that If you really dig Again like not You know it's oh, It's never the popular songs It's never the radio songs Because it's like They're the songs written for People like us For other musicians Or but that everybody can relate to Even like though so, That right there was so the deep, top like. of
2: the charts At the time Yeah But it just goes to show like You know the, the, the whole musicianship And all that behind it Like to kind of add to what is isn't what you were saying It's not necessarily like the intricate work that's done that kind of goes and grabs like that guitar player aspiring to be like the next Eddie Van Halen or something. You listen to the yeah, music. Yeah, it's four chords in the truth, It's man.
0: straightforward.
2: And again, and that's where I think, you know, it really can kind of pull in together. I've always loved the outside that musician can, and then the one who can really say like, you know what, that's a pretty kick ass tune. And then you hear the lyrics that you can just follow it and step right into yeah. time. You know? It's
1: like, well, I, you know, I shouldn't say that it's not like the songs that are, are, appeal to the masses. It is, but like, they'll usually be catchy to the masses for, you know, one reason. And then the, everybody else like who has a deeper connection with it will recognize like, Oh man, this like really, this really hits on a, even another level right and that was definitely something that's very common in like i said like in folk and americana and stuff like that and um it it takes a certain type of artist to be able to pull off like just playing a few chords and telling a story like not having to be um you know reaching for the shredding guitar solo or reaching for the flashy hooks or you know right the you know the catchy melodies like or the phrasing, even like, I mean, you know, there's so many amazing, great songs that, like, phrasing wise or rhyme scheme wise, like, don't even shouldn't even make sense. Like, it doesn't fit like a normal structure of a poem that you goes would over hear, so well. but it just, you know, they're, because they're just telling a story, man. They're just yeah. fucking so it's like unconventional in a lot of ways, but because it's so true and it's so relatable, it makes it just fucking perfect in its own way and Uh, like you know like a real popular song in the late 90s early 2000s is uh the mr jones by um counting crows like i love that song because he's just telling a story he's just fucking talking about how you know this is what me and my best friend do he wants to be famous for this reason i want to be famous for this reason everybody's got that reason yeah but he's just telling the story and it just flows and the phrasing is so weird and like it doesn't rhyme at times, but it doesn't matter because it just, it tells that story. It's and really I, and cool. I think
2: that's in part, here we go, I'm going to say it again, that's rock and roll, man. Yeah. You know, there 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 doesn't have to be, like, some actual, you know, full-on truth as to the 2 plus 2 equals 4. It's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, what it is. Art is, is what, art,
1: and, like, it's like, yeah, and when you go outside. Even though that song, like, it's not complex in the chords, again, it's no. four chords in the truth. Like, it's literally, that yeah. song really is, like, four chords. Um, but it is, it's just all about, like the honesty of it and, you
2: know, and I like how you said about the art. Cause you know, if you take art out of earth, you know, the, the word earth, all you have is, eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think yeah. that's where that really yeah, kind man. of, um, you know, takes the whole, uh, the whole vibe of, uh, you know, like the whole creation part of it. And it just kind of like running with whatever it is in which your initial intention and gut feeling is, you know, in the whole perspective of writing, because, If it feels good and is right and means, you know, something to you, you know, nine times out of ten is going to probably mean something to somebody else. So, yeah, that's really, really cool about that. You know, as far as even creating on the music standpoint,
1: I will say I'll just add real fast, like since we're talking about story and I, I brought up Willie Nelson because I had a song in mind. My favorite storytelling song is City of New Orleans which mm. Arlo Gumphrey recorded. And a lot of people know that recording, but Willie Nelson actually wrote that song. See? Um, and it's, it's just such a great, great, um, it's, it's a song about a train. It's, it's literally told a story told from the viewpoint of a train, like That's fucking crazy. of a literal train, but it's so cool. It's so creative. The second verse is my favorite one. Uh, if you've never heard it, definitely check it out. Um, But I guess, you know, that brings us into some of our favorite songs. uh, But but right quick,
2: before we get into that part, you know, kind of, you know, shedding a little bit of light on Jim, we were just talking about right there. One of my favorite, like, singer-songwriters, like, today, who can take you on a trip, man, and you can get lost really, really fast in a good way, uh, is, like, Sturgill Simpson. That dude is just freaking bad. That dude... There's nothing in my mind that he can't not do. You know what I mean? Dude, he, that
0: whole rock and roll album he did, where it, it, right? Dude, it's like a mixture of like ELO, Pink Floyd, and ZZ Top. Like he, how does how does a bluegrass guy do that? You know what
2: I mean? And and that's and that's one of those things. You know, like with even going back to like
0: you know, um, Turnpike. You know what I mean? Yeah, like these Turnpike's dudes, Amazing dude. These Evan dudes. Felker is one of my favorite lyricists it's Ever, oh, all the,
1: time it, that yeah that's something like you just said get lost right and that's so In a good so way. true of the turnpike man you if i'm going on a long drive or something like that i turn them on and then i'm there which like, we've made trips you know to nashville I mean? like it's just yeah Aaron yep. and
2: i and that was you know They're one of the very deep, first so good you know uh times listening to turnpike for that matter and i've heard of the name and i may have heard of some songs but nothing that really kind of registered for that matter but listening to like their discography like literally on the way to and from
0: i was like whoa dude man. We, we, we drove through arkansas through a tornado warning listening to tornado warning by turnpike <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah you know that was like i guess i made it mom you know <laughs> uh, 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 i i I, I, done, I done did it i done did it but um
1: i have lived
2: but um so, yeah, that that was real quick, but that's all I wanted to say about that, you know. And, and if, in fact, you know, of course, we haven't, I don't think, stated anything by Sturgill, check him out.
0: Great, great oh, yeah. stuff, man. Trust me, he's going to make it on the playlist here pretty soon. Like, I, I constantly am listening to him. But there's so many other things that I want to bring to the playlist where it's like, I don't know if everybody's heard this, so I'm right. trying to like push some more. I stuff I brought out. a pretty
1: obscure th- one this week. So yeah, dude, we'll, that
0: uh, that's. I'm. Okay, well, we're gonna get to that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So,
1: so I, I decided to go that route this week.
0: All right, guys. So I'm gonna go ahead and start this off if I can find the friggin' song here on the iPad. I, I decided to
1: go extra obscure this week because I I feel like I've been a little uh, on the nose the last couple weeks. So
0: yeah. So mine. Um, I'm queuing it up, so I'm gonna talk real slowly, just to you know. Buy myself some time. (laughs) If anybody else wants to talk slowly as well, that'd be awesome. Well, I oh damn, there's a bug on my. We'll just
2: say that Aaron's taking this pick. uh, He's taking us on a little trip to Wally World.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So my song is uh, from a band called the Griswolds. Now these guys like like National Lampoon. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So check it out. My thing is that with them, I love the dude's vocal. He's got this real like aggressive like kind of like grasp to it. You you're going to hear like the subtleties. The production kind of like pushes him up to where it all sounds even, but it just this real an- anthem kind of kind of sound. I'm going to let you guys hear this. One. I mean m- melodically like this this dude always has like great melodies to go with very simple Well planned out You know Backbone So um This is no exception This one just I picked this one I've been listening to a lot of the Griswolds lately And uh You know For me It's It's This one stood out because The chorus is so anthemic But like It's stuck in my head for days I'll literally wake up Listening to this like in my head But This So like He, he does this thing right before Like that The pre-chorus each time before he they go back into the course, he adds a little bit more. So he's gonna double it the next time, and then it's like double that the next time. And he adds these little touches that are just like part of the story. The whole building. Uh huh. Yeah, it's super cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. I, I love this interval that he does right. Hold on a right
3: here.
0: See, like this dude can can sing, but like the the. the basically like the the tone of his voice it might seem kind of edgy you know what i mean it's it's kind of like flinty like this like naggy kind of thing i've come to
1: decide that tone doesn't necessarily matter all that matters is pitch if your pitch is on you can have a rough or weird or unconventional tone and it almost makes it even better one of my favorite singers in the world is a friend of mine noah luna and he's got this just like his tone is so unique and it's like almost rough and like almost like cracky mm-hmm. but his pitch and like ability to do these runs and hit all these notes is just so amazingly on point that it just is uh it's just so real you know what yeah, I mean it's yeah. so authentic that, and it's like that's you that's don't have to is, have a, like a pretty quote unquote tone.
0: Although it Noah is super pretty dude. Like his, <laughs> the tone of his voice
1: it's is beautiful. Just, it's <laughs> very unique like but it, I don't th- it's not the tone that's beautiful it's because it's so on okay, point wait, hold it's on so wait, pause, accurate. For, listen. I love that like yeah that pushiness that, yeah. like of it yeah.
0: He's like giving it all.
1: Yeah. That's the thing like I think like a lot of people when they're trying to learn how to sing they focus too much on their tone and they try to like emulate whatever singer they're trying to you know whatever whoever their favorite person is And they try to, like, focus on making their voice sound like a pretty tone rather than actually focusing on the pitch, where that's where it actually matters. Because it doesn't matter how pretty of a tone you have if you're not in key, you know, you can have all these great things on your guitar and have the most expensive guitar you're but if it's tuned. not in tune
0: it's still gonna sound <laughs> yeah. like you shit you can have a sustainiac and a <laughs> yeah. switchlog,
1: brother yeah, but man. if you're not in tune it doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter man
0: so Aaron, what uh, was that so song title one more it's, time it's called uh, out of my head by a band called the griswolds nice uh this album came out in 2016 the album's called high times for low lives um funny story uh before anybody knew who lizzo is she, she actually was on this album with them. She's doing a song called YDLM. She's a badass. Um, that's it's, it's a really good song. What, like, year, what year was it? 2016. Austin was four. <laughs> 2016, fuck you.
1: I was Eight. three years out of high school.
0: Oh, okay. okay. All, right, all right, all right, all right. Cool. Tough My day. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, if you haven't heard the, the Griswolds before, I highly recommend checking out their entire catalog. It's great stuff. Um, this the song that I chose out of, out of my head It's just I think this is the one that might Get you there I dig it I dig it Cool So uh Mr. Austin Burns Alright Let's man. get to your obscure Yeah dude Alright this, this is Throwing it back This is a band that like I had Machine Gun Kelly bro
1: No, <laughs> I had forgotten about For a while like Uh and then just one day They popped into my head It was someone that I listened to In high school A friend of mine showed me And Cause I was talking to him About how like you know Like metal music is very much like classically driven is in their patterns and i was like you know it'd be really cool to hear a uh, like metal jazz crossover or something he's like well i know of a metal swing band and i was like what and so he's like yeah it's this band called diablo swing orchestra and i was like that sounds fucking amazing dude
0: it's like if, if the big bad voodoo daddies weren't pussies like that hit like those
1: hit, with the trumpet and everything it's like metal ska wait, wait, can like, we hear this real fast <laughs> i love it but like the guitar how you it's got like guitar chugs along with the horns and stuff yeah and then so so yeah vocally it's really interesting they use a lot of operatic vocals this one's very more like kind of like 50s like you know call and uh call and answer with like the female chorus you know you kind of picture like pin-up girls in the background um, and then, and then you got the main guy up front or whatever, you know, Zoot like, suit, suit. Yeah, that kind of vibes yeah. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, Jitterbug vibes with the whole drum intro with that Tom. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and yeah, I love them, man. It's it's such a cool band, so much fun. It was a passion project. They're from, I don't say like Switzerland or something like that. No, it's not Switzerland. It's, I think it's somewhere in the UK. Honestly, I can't remember exactly. Um, I looked them up at one point but um somewhere in europe but they're just really cool you know it's they've got like a shit ton of members obviously with all the horns and some of them it's a full big band right yeah and it's like having that trade between a freaking heavy distorted drop tune guitar and the horns going back and forth and then go into a classical acoustic break like this. That's biz. clean.
0: That's so Django Reinhardt right there. Like, that's nuts. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: no. And all the drums are just constantly going off and hitting all the hits like a true swing drummer. Like, you know, it's like they got Buddy Rich back there on the drums. Like, it's nuts. Dude, like, that baseline. Hold up. Yeah. Oh, dude. So it's got like you know, Rockabilly vibes he, As well In, in, in he, there it, it, But like
0: That's like What you would do On an upright But like He's doing it on clear. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's yeah, got Breakup yeah.
1: It's dirty yep. It's like it's a It's gravelly You know Yeah they're like Talented rockabilly You know like, it's They're <laughs> like Rockabilly like, But
2: real musicians yeah, oh, I'm exactly. just kidding I'm just kidding I like rockabilly It's cool um, <laughs> nice. Their hairdos Are so dope They're dope dude uh, <laughs> That's rock and roll
0: Yeah <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, I yeah, th-
1: dude, I love this band, Diablo Swing Orchestra. This one's called The Tap Dancer's Dilemma," uh, which you can already tell from those titles. Like, it's it's worth listening to, man. Their whole catalog is cool. They get some of them get, <clears> like <throat> I said, more operatic with their vocals, so it's not like commercially, you know, accessible, but musically, they are just so above. A lot of what's out there it's, it's really cool to listen to
2: That's awesome man So yeah Diablo Swing Orchestra If you're in the mood
1: to like really I- adventure
2: And the Griswolds I think we're two for two so far man Hell yeah man So uh, what do you got Gabe? Alright Well I'm kind of upset At the fact <laughs> That <laughs> in music history We did not address the fact That Appetite for Destruction Turned 34 years old today
1: Did oh, it really? Was that? Oh really? Thank oh. you guys
2: Becker, this is where we need you, bro Alright, you, <laughs> you can turn it up just a little bit more while I talk It's cool So yeah, anyways On this actual album, man Which was released July 21st in 87 Was uh, mainly produced by Mike Klink Who's, you know, worked with other artists Such as, like, you know, Whitesnake Oh, wait, wait, hold
0: on, hold on, wait, wait Hold on
2: Ah, oh, dude Gnarly <laughs>
0: Gnarly Yes Isn't
2: That little pinch right Ooh. there Dirty Oh, Go on, brother. Yeah, so, you know, having worked with artists such as, you know, Triumph, uh, White Snake, Motley Mega Megadeth, UFO, Jefferson Starship, Heart, Eddie Money, I can be on going on this forever and Wikipedia this all day and all night. Um, but yeah, with this actual album, it was uh, kind of crazy in the sense that Guns N' Roses had actually had so much material written at that point before having actually went in the studio for appetite that they had already of course versions of don't cry um think about you anything goes uh and even um like covers and stuff that they had that which was one that never actually made it in print which was heartbreak hotel uh you know presley's take and um when they actually finally put this album together In the very prelims of Guns N' Roses, Tracy Guns was the original guitarist appointed uh, for leads in the band. And then after, of course, a couple of fallouts and some like discussions and ideas behind touring and all that, he decided that it wasn't necessarily the proper fit uh, to pretty much kind of drop all things at once to kind of like really pursue this band and what they were envisioning and wanting to do. So they came across this random guy named Saul Hudson, uh, who eventually, you know, everyone knows as Slash <laughs> to pretty much, you know, detonate the bomb, man, and, and set off this whole, you know, fucking rock world into a fucking swarm, so to speak. Um, no pun intended with acquiring Matt Storm on drums. But uh, yeah, man, it's just a great album. Every track from <clears throat> 1 to 12 is just fire. And um, the crazy thing about it is, is, uh, don't Cry was supposed to actually been the little rock ballad on this album, mm. which Axel said we are not there's no such thing as a rock album without a power ballad. So they had already started I would cutting stand by that. So they started already cutting like the actual the, guy
1: all the time. Pre
2: production for what then became, of course, you know, Sweet Child of Mine but was really very, very close to nudging that one out was supposed to have been Don't Cry and that didn't come out of course wasn't sweet child of mine a like a warm-up so yeah it was a it was just a basic little fucking you know scale that um slash would actually be working on as like a warm-up to kind of get up and out it going you know before shows and practices and it actually was in their little fucking house that they had that they rented out the band wise that that's all they did was just party there you know after shows and shit um and axel had heard him and izzy hanging out like over in the living room area and uh he was, like, on a phone call or something and heard him kind of just noodling over that, over that, over that. And he was like, hey, man, keep doing that. And they brought it into rehearsal. And literally over him just, like, spanning over a minute or two of having done that, he had basically written almost all the lyrics already to Sweet Child of Mine. And, of course, everything just followed in, of course, and behind that. But um, this was the very, on a budget of about, like, 375000 that they had to put on this. Every line of every 12 of the 12 songs that were on here, um, vocally, Axel recorded every line one by one by one by one, and it pissed the panda off. And like their producers,
0: what do you mean? Like, so like he he was saying, like, one line, like, my name's Axel Rose, cut the tape, cut the tape,
2: let's do it again, cut the tape, let's do it again. So, if you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie, Mm -hmm. you kind of get an idea of like, you know, the kind of work and like all the fucking frustrations that kind of went into it. But in this level, you know, uh, and there was apparently like 18 hour days that went on and drug on for months where Slash was just working on like overdubs and all to try to figure out what it was in which he was going and they shooting for as far as for his sound. So ultimately, at the end of the day, it came out to just being like this fucking masterpiece that um, is accredited with other bands, you know, to have fucking clipped a 30 million marker and copies sold in Appetite for Destruction. So... I know all any each and every one of you out there who's listening to this podcast. You've definitely heard of Guns N' Roses, and you know who I'm <laughs> talking about. Do yourselves a yeah. favor. You got about well, I guess you can do it whenever you hear this actual episode. Uh, but we have about another hour and minute left before midnight. But uh, do yourselves a favor and listen to a little bit of Appetite Destruction, especially okay. on this day, and uh, have a, have a drink, have a you know a shot of Jack or. You know, drink some uh, Budweiser for, uh, you know, Duff the King
0: of Beers McKagan, and uh, <laughs> listen to some Appetite for Destruction, man. All right, so that brings us to Dex's pick, and we, uh, so Dex is going to explain everything right now as to why he's not here. We have him actually calling in on the voicemail line, so uh, Austin, what's that number again, in case anyone wants to call in? You want to call in? We got the Google voice line,
1: 512 Five one two seven six six Alright, so here's our singer
3: Yo, yo, yo What up, souls? Sorry I couldn't be there tonight I'm currently uh, battling the Roneski The Rona So today's actually the first day That i felt Like, alright Decent Not sweating So that's good uh, yeah it's been about a week I've been sick so sorry guys <laughs> be careful out there wear your mask still your mask <clears throat> Anywho, but I picked a,
0: Damn.
3: a song by Blur song 2 by Blur and uh, it's one of my favorite songs cause it's just a uppity get up and get after it kind of song um, I think this is I think it's supposed to be like satire like Blur's version of Oh it's an American pop song Doesn't really have any meaning And of course it like blew up In America But um (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those songs I grew up with my dad Listening to this song Listening to this song in a car And just has that nostalgic feeling for me now And um It's just a good grungy song to listen to But yeah that's my pick Um hope y'all are doing okay Stay safe Hav, uh, Aaron, Gabe, put your mask on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I look at Fuck me,
3: this is out. And thank you, Aaron, for the care package, brother. Appreciate it a lot. What'd you get him? Peace and love, guys. What'd you bring? In? Fucking
0: dildo. Uh, I, had, I had to take him all kinds of stuff, man. Like, I mean, he's he's feeling shitty. So Give him some weed or what, man? Nah, <laughs> no, he don't need that right now. That's the last thing he needs. Nah, it was just stuff to help him, like uh, with the symptoms, you know, Theraflu and shit like that. Long Took star. him some meds. Yeah, a lot of Lone Star, some Jack Daniels, you know, nah, but yeah, just, you know, things to keep in his stomach, stuff Hookers and blow to keep it down and all, but Dex, we miss you brother, hope you're feeling better, um, I guess when, when the, the term is done, we'll be seeing you, but yeah, we definitely miss you here,
1: bro. Yeah, I really hope you get over that chlamydia, man, um, <laughs> oh, bitch. oh, no, no, it was, oh, it, was, it was the vid, my bad, <laughs> the
0: vid. all right, so, you know, we're going to do something a little different this time, because, since we're without Hav, um, you know, Hav will talk about it next time as to his whereabouts and everything. But, you know, we're just going to play his song. And... Oh, man. This is off of the newest uh, release from John Mayer. The song's called Last Train Home. So I'm going to just let this play for a little bit. And you know what? I mean, autom- I don't know what you guys think, but automatically I'm definitely picking up on some of those, like, 80s vibes. Like... Your 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 uh, Genesis, your totos, your stuff. Definitely like that, bro, you
2: know? Miami Vice all the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean to me dude, I hear so much like so much Toto in that. It, right it's, there. Yeah, that's what it, it is. It sounds like Africa. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he he never ceases to amaze me though, his melody lines. Like what he sings, it's so like soulful. And, Like, I, I would have never picked that melody line for this song. You know well, I mean? but only he could do that. He can't do anything wrong. Yeah, I agree. John Mayer <laughs> can't do anything wrong. He, I he, mean, he, he did "Your Bodies of Wonderland" and I still fucking loved it. In
2: the words of Dave Mustaine on Metallica, "Anything that they fucking touch is gold." So he's so good at not only like the vocal melodies and all that, but so good at his guitar playing. Yeah. that it doesn't get old. The guy never runs out of bags of tricks and it has a way to kind of pick and choose selectively out of this fucking Ooh, wait, spectrum. Hold. I got to go back. I've almost that, that I've almost
1: signed up for TikTok just so I can follow him because he does all kinds of like little like he's doing all these like videos. tutorials on like yeah. how he the theory behind his songs. It's really cool. Great, great. It's so awesome great that he's like musician, dude. He's not
2: trying to hide it from anybody you know like he's like no let me teach the next generation like and there's a video there's a video that he had posted that he says okay for instance like you know when you're talking about like the rel- like the major and the minor and how you're trying to incorporate the two and try to do something really really cool he talks about like gravity and then he goes on a little bit about how he wrote it and like the licks that he uses
0: cuz oh, if you're going to he song. goes if you're going to play
2: gravity understand and know like in the scale where it is in which I'm going with this And how I I can appear here and I can appear there, don't just follow and learn my licks note for note. Mm -hmm. Understanding what it is in which I'm doing and out of what behind it. He goes, you can kind of rip me off this way, and he does this different like inversion, or you can do this. He goes, so have fun with it. And yeah, he doesn't just if he doesn't just show you how to play the
1: song. He like explains the theory behind it. Yeah, and he's like, if you're gonna rip me off.
2: Do it like this. This
0: is cool. You <laughs> Look, know, I'm, I'm going to make a bold statement. I'm going to say that one generation had Hendrix, The next generation obviously had, you know, Stevie. Stevie. And then I think our generation, uh, we grew up in the same generation as mayor. We have him. And, and like, I, think I, I hold them in the same regard. Everything there's there's an awesome like quote that um,
2: some of the like the that Eric Clapton had put out. And he said about every time he watched Stevie, which wasn't anywhere near enough. It was just like this open channel that just flowed. Whether it was how he was singing, his attack when he was playing, oh, it was real. What he he felt created it. it was it all was, his feel. When you were there, whether if you were front row, backstage, or up in the rafters, you were with him while he played. And he also gave that same amount of credit to to fucking John Mayer. That is amazing, dude. dude. It's so well. When Slowhand I mean, says, "Hey brother, you got my vote," kind of thing. Yeah. It, you don't do these an types endorsement of, from God. <laughs> you don't do these types of things for that, like you know, acknowledgement, right? You do it because you just mm-hmm. it feels right to you, and that's an extension of you, right? Yeah. But to get that type
0: of credit, how cool would that be to where like Clapton's just signing off on you saying like, "You're one of the greats," you know? Like Clapton is one of the last living legends. Where
2: he says, "Thank you for you know doing it's like your being, interpre-
0: being knighted by the by the Queen of England." If thank that, you for you know, doing
2: your interpretation of of you know what you Crossroads. thought was our version of, you know, Crossroads. Like, thank you so much for bringing light to this new generation of people to hear these different versions, you know, from the original to ours to
0: yours. Thank you. That is awesome, dude. I still give Trent Reznor the ultimate fucking nod, though, because how badass do you have to be for Johnny Cash to cover one of your songs? Dude, that is pretty cool. I mean, he covered a number of them, but, like, that's right. the one that fucking stood out, was hurt, Yeah.
2: But at the time that he covered it, in the situation in which he was in at the tail end of his like farewell. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, oh, man. Well, Hav, good pick, brother. I'm I'm gonna be diving deep into this album, man, and uh of course we miss I you. I've listened as well, to man. it from front to end. I hope you're great. uh hope you're doing okay, man. Um please update us. <laughs> but uh anyhow, I think it's uh about that time to move on. We are uh about ready to you wrap, wrap so, up. Yeah. Gabe, you want to
2: take it? <clears throat> yeah, man. So once again, um, you know, shout out to our sponsors, the Switch Lock, uh, the guys out there, you know, in uh, Nashville taking care of us with the uh, great component for all you strap players and um, different variations, uh, channel selector guitar players out there. You know, like uh, like I mentioned before in the past, man, they came up with this awesome component to help each and every one of us out there who are the fumbler from playing, you know, live to just, you know, hanging out and jamming in your bedroom. bedroom yeah, dude, if rock you're sloppy star.
0: like me, you need it. <laughs> yeah, man. So these guys really stepped
2: up and uh, knocked it out of the park with that. So thank you so much for all the support and all the, the kindness you've sent our way. We really, truly appreciate it. Shout out to uh, Element Tattoo, the guys Jedi and uh, Brian Pittman out there who uh, take care of all our ink needs, so to speak. So if, in fact, you're here locally in San Antonio, Texas, or plan on uh, traveling our way, and get some ink done, head over to 4741 Fredericksburg Road, yeah.
0: and uh, tell the guys out there that the Ramblin' Souls sent you. So I got I to step in on that, and for the, those of y'all listening from around the country, this is actually one of those shops where people travel from all around oh, yeah. um, just to get inked up there. Um, Jedi, Jedi's our dude. Uh, you know, they're, every artist in there, though, you can walk in and, and, and see their portfolios, and it's it's world class. It's the kind of stuff that you see in the magazines. In fact, they are in the magazines. <laughs> you know what I they mean. They are, in fact, in those magazines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's one of those places. It's uh, we're not promoting this over the the podcast just because it's you know here locally. No, it's a it's a destination spot. So just keep that in mind. No matter where you are, if you you're serious about your ink, you go to a serious place.
2: Yeah, and like I said, man, 4741 Fredericksburg Road, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, you can check them out, of course, at Element Tattoo on any social media platform via Facebook or Instagram. Or you can check them out at TheElementTattoo.com. And uh, they're in the little drop box on the suggestions or the reaching out to them. Tell them the Ramblin' Soul sent you, man, and uh, you know get some of your uh, future ink done there with those guys. And uh, last but not definitely not least, shout out to Ted and the crew of Fury Golf out of new york golf with rock and roll soul performance polos fresh hats badass tees um thanks a lot guys we appreciate everything it is in which you're doing and uh can't wait to uh keep you in the loop to uh some future uh you know things and collabs that we have here going on uh, that are in the works at the moment and uh you know look forward to uh serving you guys well
1: hell yeah guys Again, if you guys want to interact with us and uh, let us know what you're feeling, you can hit us up on a few different ways, first of which the Discord server, the Rambling Souls server. You can call in and uh, maybe get on the air with us here on the podcast with the Google voice line, 512-766-774. 512-766-6774. You can email us at ramblingsoulsmusic at gmail.com. And as always, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, at the Rambling Souls. Till next time guys. Rock out.
0: (laughs) That's what you came up with? Rock out. (laughs) I don't (laughs) works out. Good night everybody. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace.